Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. God has helped us to progress in a systematic way in our message. We began from the uh, beginning of the year, knowing God, and uh, which is the glory of the new covenants, the New Testament. Glory is to know God. So we spoke about the God who is the person of God, the pursuit of God, the presence of God, the power of God, the program of God, which we spend a lot of time there. The program of God in respect to our redemption. You see, God's program, there are details in it. So we just look at the major headlines. God has a program, you know, that concerns living the end times. But that is not really, what it's not, they are subsets of the major thing. Uh, last week we spoke about, we ended on that note actually. So the program of God is ended, our glorification in God's program. Because it's when we are glorified that which is the capstone of redemption. The capstone of redemption. We are talking about knowing God. You have to know God's mind for you. He has called you, justified you, and glorified you. And when that is over, or when that happens, the last day of our glorification, which is the uh, translation of our body, you see, there is the definite instantaneous uh, regeneration that we experience. And then that is glory. And then there is transformation daily. You are, you are like Jesus. You put on glory every day. And then our transportation, our transport, our rapture, when Jesus we see. You, you, you don't say it is not necessary. Why should we talk about that? No, it, it impacts your present. You see? Because from that teaching comes an apostolic appeal. Everyone that has this hope in him, purified. So a church that discusses these things and they're just into, you know, every day they're talking about, they will have problems in the church. Moral issues, uh, moral crisis, you know, morality, lack of intent, because they are not apostolic enough. They are not addressing apostles' doctrine. So it leaves, it leaves them uh, uh, wanting instead of being a church without spot and wrinkle and all, all of those things. So 
that is the radical face and end of god's program but there are other sub details so it doesn't mean there are not other things but we are not looking at them all right they are minors you know some people can jump this thing about the glory of god in our uh transformation and then they are talking about the beast please what would the beast do for us you are even fighting with the person you are discussing the beast with the beast the antichrist then you know you bring some of these current people who are there he is this one he is not this one that is not what uh i remember when uh one of the presidents of the united states came and his car was called the beast immediately antichrist has arrived no you can you can buy a car and number it says it says it doesn't mean the number of the beast it's just a registration plate you understand yes so that is not unfortunately you know we get into those things and a lot of speculations come in like we learned at ZMC instead of facing the gospel redemptive face of things is enough for us can you say amen and so today we are breaking off from there into the next thing about knowing god everything is of god for from him are all things and to him are all things the god who is the person of god the pursuit of god the presence of god the power of god the program of god so today we are looking at the people of god the people of god why because god has presented us so now we want to look at the people he predestinated us he called us he justified us he's glorified us these are the people so it's like ladies and gentlemen i present to you the people of god god's people and we want to have a closer look at them through the minds of the apostles those who receive that revelation of the who are they who are the people of god first peter chapter 1 verse 10 first peter 1 10. so the subject of redemption and of you know knowing god is not just something pauline it's not just you know people think that paul is well he is he, he has a belong to a class of his own but he is, he is not saying anything different in fact he went to the apostles to compare with with them what he was teaching in case he had run in vain in galatians that's what he did so here peter first peter chapter 2 verse 10 which in time past were not a people see 
Those he foreknew, them he also called. Those he called, them he justified. And those he justified, these are the people of God. I present to you the people of God. And Peter is saying, which in time past, you were not a people. But are now the people of God. We have received the adoption. God has adopted us. We have now become his sons and daughters. Then he explains, which have not obtained mercy. In fact, the book of Romans says, you were vessels of wrath. You, 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 you appealed to the wrath of God. When God looked at us, you know, he got angry. God is angry with the sinner every day. That's what the psalmist said for your information. But yet there is the love of God with which he loves us. And when you believe, then you become his people. Now when we get to the perfection of God, you understand how God can be angry and still love you. And he's perfect. If you try, it, it won't work. Yes. But God is perfect. So God tells you, be angry by saying, no, don't take it too far. Don't let the sun go on. Because he knows you. But for him, he can be angry for a thousand years and he will not sin. It's amazing. Now, which have not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Actually, he was quoting from Hosea. You see, these people, this same Peter, he said, the prophets, they prophesied of the grace that should come unto us. It's not in the New Testament we have suddenly discovered the gospel. It was also embedded in the Old Testament but not clear it was in dark speeches and parables and types and shadows but in christ we see everything clearly now revelation 21 3 since we are close to revelation first peter let's go to revelation chapter 21 the verse number three now the reason for the doctrine is for one hour information and then for solution. It solves certain things in our lives. So it is not just an information. It's also God is passing across solution to us. It, it, it helps us live now. Revelation 21 verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. In other words, the residence of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. God's people. The people of God. And God himself shall be with them. God himself shall be with us. God himself shall be with them. And be their God. Look. In Israel, God himself was not with them. He was with them in, in, in uh, rituals, tents, tabernacle. That is why the word tabernacle runs all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament. You know, it is picturesque. It is showing that this is how, you know, this thing was put there. And then God used to transact with them. 
But right now, it is not that. It's happening live in college. It is a step down to, to, to want to be a Jew now. With all the regalias. Don't, don't, you see, it is, it's, it's a decline. Like I came into this pulpit. I'm not condemning anybody. And I have, you know, something like a towel. Have you seen that thing? Like, it, it's a, even a distraction. Then sometimes you have a heart over here. Yes. You are just enriching people's pockets. God himself shall be with them and be their God. They shall be his people. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Ephesians 2, 11. Christianity is free of all those things. It is reduced to clear. That is Christianity. It is over for Moses, over for incense, over for the tabernacle, over for uh, anything you can think about. Ephesians 2.11 Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision, by that which is called as on circumcision in the flesh made by hand. Now this was a big deal in those days. You know, these days because of hygiene and medicine and all of that, circumcision is normal. But those days, that it it is it is it it was a mark of the gentiles and it made the jews to look down on them so the apostle is referring to them that at a time you were without christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel remember when we spoke about election for redemption in the program of God. God elected Israel. So now what is happening is that we have been included into the commonwealth of Israel. Which at first we were not. We were strangers from the covenants of promise. And it's, in, it's amazing that now that God is including us, they are also working out. The Jews are saying no. He came to his own, but his own received him not. Yet God has a plan for them. So leave them to God. Has God rejected Israel? Then Paul said no. Because Paul had to answer them. When you see somebody that something is for, it's supposed to work for, and he's not interested, and it is coming to you, 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 you are likely to ask questions that, ah, but it is, you don't like it. Why are you bringing it to me? So Paul had to, through the wisdom of God, give answers. What God would do with them? He said, you better concentrate on your own and leave them to God because God is not finished with them. What a love that God has. He's a God of covenant. And so he says, stranger from the covenants of promise, having no hope. That's the meaning of you are not a people of God. So now that you are a people of God, you have hope. And tonight, I am stirring you up in your spirit that no matter what you are going through, there is hope. Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. Amen. So I, I say we are not only passing information, we are also giving solution. The people of God means a people stamped with hope. They, 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 they are not hopeless in any sense. 
hear what I said, in any sense, they should against hope, believe in hope, because they are people of hope. Nothing should make you faint and give up because you are a child of hope. That stage is over. Believe it. That stage is over. It's over. And without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus. That is the republic. That is how come you are now a people of God. Ye who sometimes were far off are made nine by the blood of Christ. Amen. The people of God. Verse 19. Now therefore, right now, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Praise the Lord. The people of God. Now, knowing God, which we have been on that trajectory, is not to score religious points. Okay, what did we learn on, in January? Then you say it. It doesn't do anything for you. It is life eternal. John 17, 3. It is it, eternal life is what we're talking about. All this while, that is what we are talking about. It's, it's really eternal life. It's very long. <laughs> John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. For they are false gods. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So, this is the call, the reason for knowing God. It is a life-saving business. It's what kind of business? Yes. You see, sometimes you don't even know how much you are saved as you are sitting here. You don't know. Forget about the one room you are staying in. <laughs> oh, yes. Today, I, I saw an award-winning musician I mean, in the West. And she died a very, very, very shameful death. I mean, all her life were pointing to deep depression. And yet she had fame. She had everything. At a point, she even lost her, her voice. So to know God is really life-saving. It is what? A man who does not know God will pay for it by darkness and death. You will pay. Psalm 85, the verse number 5. Psalm 85, verse 5. Sorry, 82, verse 5. Not 85. 82, verse 5. They know not. You see, we're talking about knowing God. They know not. Neither would they understand. Without understanding in the world. They walk on as a result. They walk every day you get up. You walk on. In darkness. 
all the foundations of the earth are out of course. Verse 7. But ye shall die like men. Look at that. That is the end of a man who doesn't know God. You will die like men and fall like one of the princes. So indeed, knowing God is a life-saving business. It is not a light thing to disregard the knowledge of God. It's not a light thing. It is costly. It is devastating to disregard the knowledge of God. Proverbs chapter 2, the verse number 13. Proverbs 2, 13. Who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness? Look at that. Ways of darkness. Your marriage take that way. Your business that way. They are living. Everything. Ways of darkness. It's not a light thing therefore to disregard the knowledge of God. Jesus himself said it. John chapter 8 verse 12. John 8 12. Then spake Jesus unto them saying I am the light of the world. By now you should know that he is. He is light in your spirit. He is light in your soul. He is light for your path. Look at the difference of how you used to be and how you are now. If you have tasted of the grace of God. I am the light of the world. We know it by his doctrine and we know it by our experience that he is light. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. That's the people of God. But shall have the light of life. When God called the apostle Paul in Acts chapter 26 verse 18. That was his mission. Acts 26 verse 18. To show that it is not a light thing to disregard the knowledge of God. You do that to your own head. Acts 26 the verse number 18. But rise, that is the commission he received from Jesus, and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of those things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from what? Talk to me. To turn them from what? Come on. To turn them from what? Darkness to light. It's a way of life. It's a pattern of life. It's a culture. It is spiritual. It is physical. It is social. To turn them from darkness to light. If you know the world that Paul the Apostle ministered in, you understand the depths of that statement. There is nothing new today. All the evils you see that makes you to shrink. The shameless, aggressive perversions. Homosexuality. Corruption. Murder, 
they were all there darkness indeed why because they did not know god blessed are you when you know god i said blessed are you when you know god don't let anybody put you into bondage again you just have to upgrade your spiritual knowledge that is what we are doing nobody should walk from anywhere who doesn't know anything in god's word to tell you you know you are in darkness uh, ancestral spirit the ancestor is in the dark that is where i came from generational curse is in the dark these are all darkness matters and i'm no more there and in case you have been contemplating when are we going to break those things for you it was broken already may your eyes open to see that it was broken that's all god had to take you on that on on a, on a uh, on a tour in redemption that this happened to you that happened to you that happened to you and then you are giving thanks all the way amen and today you will know one some of the things that have happened to you so that is knowing god it takes us away from this life of darkness it is a glory of redemption the bible said they will not teach they will not teach no man will teach the other hebrews 6 8 to, to 11 the glory of redemption god becomes a personal knowledge to you yes you have to be taught by the grace gift of a teacher and a pastor but it is an awareness it is not something which you have no idea about it is not like moses who brought a tablet to the people no right now the tablet is inside us amen hebrews chapter 6 the glory the glory the glory chapter 6 verse 8 come to jeremiah rather jeremiah 31 the prophets saw it from verse 31 behold the days come and the days have come say the lord but i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah not according to the covenant that i made with their fathers in the day that i took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of egypt which my covenant they break although i was an husband unto them said the lord you see moses was among all these millions of people only moses knew god they knew the acts of god they did not know the way of god and people want to be in church like that only the pastor knows god so when the pastor travels for three months he has taken god away that god is an idol but in the new covenant glory to god there is the glory of knowing god face to face look at verse 33 but this shall be the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days say the lord i will put my law in their inward parts brethren look up here you need instruction but if you are minding the glory within you will know that you are already being instructed but you are not paying attention when we tell you do this do that there is a witness if you rebel it's likely you are not a child of God. 
but there will be an amen in your spirit to everything that we say. I'll put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor. They will not come to church to watch God. And every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Now all this is quoted in Hebrews chapter 8. See that? Is the glory of redemption. God brings us into a place and a space where we can know him without any intermediary. Any ceremony and any ritual. Indeed, his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Don't be carrying water, I beg you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The food you carried for last feast is enough. Don't carry water. Don't subject yourself to anything that comes short of the glory of the New Testament. Now because of all this, we have become the people of God. We have become the people of God. Now these people have to know what they have become. We have to know what we have become. Very important. We have to know. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Don't try to look for compressors, certain power things. What you need is that you will know something. Praise God. The apostle Paul said that I may know him. That is the secret of his excellence as a Christian and as a minister. Ephesians 1, 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, all that has happened, knowing God, they have resulted in making us the people of God. Now, these people have to know what they have become. Very important. So what have we become? What have we become? Number one, his purchased possession. His purchased possession. Number two, we have become his peculiar people. And number three, we have become his preserved pasture. We have become his purchased possession. That gives us a sense of identity. We have become his peculiar people. It gives us a sense of specialty. In fact, royalty. We have become his preserved pastor. It gives us a sense of security. Preservation. Preserved pastor. The people of his pastor. Number one, his purchased possession. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. Ephesians 1.14 Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. That is the first intelligence the people of God must have that they are God's purchased possession. 
everybody knows what belongs to him in this place this is my phone this is my shirt <laughs> this is my bible do you understand some of you even have a seat you sit on in the church even though it's not for you now you must have that intelligence okay i'm using that word intentionally for instance in the military intelligence is is mixed for who can win so spiritually we need that intelligence firsthand and it gives us a sense of identity i'm his purchased possession first peter chapter 1 verse 17 and if you call on the father who without respect of persons judge according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear 18 for as much as ye know that you were not redeemed you were not purchased people listen redemption is an economic word understand 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 no wonder when the apostles were preaching the subject doesn't have to be healing but the people got healed because the gospel comes with such power it it, it opened their their mind and they knew that no something has happened to us for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold you were not purchased in other words he is saying that you are his purchased possession you have been purchased but i'm showing you what you were bought with not with silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers 19 but with the precious blood of christ as the lamb without blemish and without spot nobody will collect your 10 cities or 20 cities in order to fix something in your life you have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb hallelujah go to a certain junction and go and drop 10 cities there never do that are you hearing what i'm saying that it is how you contract evil spirits never where did you get that from how is the holy spirit redeemed by the precious blood of christ as 20 verse 28 acts chapter 20 verse 28 paul talking to the elders he said take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the holy ghost has made you overseers pastors to feed the church of god which he has purchased with his own blood you see that we are people of god what does it mean people of god people of god what a church what a people is that all no we are his purchased possession he has purchased us to be his own people what is the point of being a jew and yet you don't know you are a jew some of them were behaving like that everything god has said about you may be true i mean it's true but your ignorance can destroy you and the prophet said it my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and life 
this life it is best lived with a sense of identity we live life best with a sense of identity what brought goliath down was not actually the stone and of course you know that david was just a small boy it was an identity that the whole nation had lost one with an identity is better than many who have lost their identity who you are makes a major count in life who you are identity helps in your sense of worth it helps look at a small guy standing before a giant and he, i mean david really told goliath his mind i think saul was surprised what in the world is going on this man we have been you know daring him 40 days nobody dare say anything david said give me space on circumcised philistine i'll give your 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 head your body to the to the best of the air yes when a man arrives in identity he begins to prophesy you say things that are in line with who you are don't wait for a certain somebody to come and he may even miss it i am a child of god i am blessed and not cursed you already prophesying you are bringing your whole life in alignment with identity. It helps your sense of worth. It helps in your making of choices. You see why we have to pay attention to doctrine? It has application in practical life. It, it, it helps in your taking decision. I can do this. I can do that. Identity helps in your outlook on life. Therefore, the people of God must know their identity. His purchased possession. That is who they are. They are God's purchased possession. He has absolute right over them. Absolute right. And nobody can twist God's right from his hands. No, 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 no. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20 somebody is being released into a new sense of his identity tonight first corinthians 6 20 for ye are bought with the price therefore glorify god in your body see i will glorify god in my body we lift our hands how do we sing that song sunday yes for the joy of the lord is our strength there is a, a, a line of glory in that song right yeah i'm just looking for where it is that's all therefore glorify god in your you see why we sing in church yes it's a required course glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are gods how did it become gods he bought it amen a life of glory proceeds from a sense of identity and so does a life of reproach and shame they are all fountains of either shame or reproach it's your identity go there you'll fix it but we have been called unto glory god has purchased us for his glory 
And that must settle deep down in all of us. Let me add that all of God's expectations of us are enforced by the identity he has given us. His expectations are enforced by his For instance, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Now, the context of this scripture, he was talking about the handling of your body. He was talking about holiness. He was talking about the fact that we should stay away from immorality. Why? Because you are a purchased possession. Don't use what God has bought for the wrong thing. Don't abuse it. That's what he's saying. So, God's expectations of us are enforced by the identity he has given us. Similarly, all the privileges we have in God are as a result of the identity we have. So, God's expectation of us is because of the identity we have. We are his purchased possession. The privileges we have the result of the same identity. Now, let's say it in this way. Both the call to sanctification and the claim of preservation are all because we are his purchased possession. Sanctification, I must live this way. And then nobody can trespass and hurt me. So sanctification, preservation, all because of my sense of identity. If you don't have it, you live anyhow. Are there Christians who are living anyhow? Yes. Go to verse 15. 1 Corinthians 6, 15. You understand what I'm saying? Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? The man is pressing the identity key. You are his purchased possession and he will, he, will, he, will, he will land on it. Which is in you, which you have of God and you are not your own. You are not your own. Five. For ye are bought. You see? So all the expectations of you, the sanctification is because you are bought. And it's with a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Say, I will glorify God in my body. Amen. Yes. And then, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the verse number 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth not with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. You see, these apostles, they were masters of the truth. They could give applications out of what God has made us. They, were, they are our teachers. He said, don't, don't do that. Because of your identity, you have been bought. I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God. And they shall be my what? 
Church, they shall be my what? That's verse 16. Wherefore, come out from among them. Sanctification. And be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. Say, God is talking to me. Amen. Because we are his purchased possession. Look at verse 7, chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Why? Because you are bought. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Sometimes you have not started the holiness business to even perfect it. Because you have the low key identity. Yes. Our identity, therefore, informs our purity. And our identity informs our security. So there is holiness and there is defense because we are his purchased possession. There is holiness and there is defense. Defense. Psalm 105. Psalm 105, the verse number 13. So we are learning that we are his purchased possession and therefore God has the right of having certain expectations of us. You expect your phone to function because you purchased it. And then we have privileges because he has purchased us. Not every phone can come to your house. But because you purchased it, it has come to your house. You understand? We have privileges. Sanctification, preservation, holiness, defense. Let's look at something about our defense. 105, Psalm 105 from verse 13. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, touch not man anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Why? Because they were his purchased possession. Hallelujah. Acts 27, 22. Acts 27, verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. I am his purchased possession. I'm entitled to angels. You are entitled to demons. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. When you are his purchased possession, God has your navigation system. He runs how your life goes, who you meet, what happens. You are, not, you, don't, you are not an accident. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Purchased possession, privileges, defense. Wherefore says, be of good cheer. For I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Chapter 18 from verse 9. Acts chapter 18 from verse 9. Then speak the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Now mind you, before this time, God was not speaking to Paul. Because it was not a purchased possession. Right? Now, be not afraid. Listen, you see, there are a lot of complications. I want, to, I want you to be restful. I don't see the reason for messages like how to hear God. Be very careful of minor detours 
then you become major subjects brother we have an apostolic mind we know what we, we know what the bible says what, what is hearing god how to and a lot of technicians and mechanics in the church to fix us on how to hear god you have to be a purchased possession and you hear god the day you bought your phone and you put the chip inside and you give the number to somebody and you call that was it you picked it up because you have purchased the thing glory to god don't go through all the spiritual rigmaroles huh some spiritual on the moon on the cloud how to hear god you have bought six books on how to hear god and you have never heard god since that time my son my son <laughs> don't complicate your new testament life who taught ananias how to hear god just be in worship just praise god it's a normal and you don't have to qualified with some spiritual jargons god was speaking to me many times god may speak to you and you may not even know oh yes the Bible says Simon came to the temple by the Spirit. He did not know. He did not know. Ananias was praying. God said, get up. You think the apostles have taught them how to hear those things? Get up. Go to the, 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 the road called Street. There was a certain guy who, and he knew so very well. So he told God, as my ministry come to an end, you are sending me to this man. He said, no, 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 go to him. And then Paul to God was talking to him on the other side. The same with Peter and Cornelius. You see that? Don't let us complicate this thing. God is dealing with us on the most easiest part of his economy now. What it took people, you know, they, they could not get their head. You know, when Moses said, God has spoken to me, then everybody is confused. How? Then those who are jealous also will say, it is not only you, God can speak to God, can speak to God. And it is not true. Like, they talk around and not I mean, they just do mouth, mouth until they enter the, the air. You see the point. But right now, brother, they shall not, nobody shall teach the other, I can hear God. Amen. I can know who is my wife. You, you don't have to come and tell me that. Nobody should prophesy a sister on you. Are you listening to me? Yes. Or prophesy a brother to you. Or descend a sister for you. Whatever it is. You can know. Say, I can know. Hallelujah. That's it. Be not afraid. Speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee. No man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in the city. Why? Because you are my purchased possession. Jeremiah 15. 2021. Just enjoy the scriptures. Jeremiah 15, 2021. And I will make thee unto this people a fence bracing wall. Can I have an amen? And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee to save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. How? Purchased possession. Simple. So this truth we are sharing, they overlap. Because we talk about security on its own. But there are no hard lines separating them. 
Number two, we are his peculiar people. First Peter 2 9. We are moving from purchase possession. Now get to know that we are his peculiar people. First Peter chapter 2, the verse number 9. Dearly beloved, by a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar what? A peculiar what? People, people, peculiar people. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2. Deuteronomy 14, 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Nation there is more than political nations. It is groups of people. And by reason of your peculiarity, you are above any class of people. Think about it. Deuteronomy 26, 18, 19. 26. And the Lord has avouched thee these days, like a legal term, like an oath, to be his peculiar people. Let us sink inside. Sometimes you wonder why Paul could preach all night. These are the things. As he has promised thee, as thou shouldest keep all his commandments. 19. And to make thee high above all nations which he has made in praise and in name and in honor. And that thou mayest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God as he has spoken. God is making me high above all in praise, in name and in honor. Hallelujah. Put those three, those three things down. In praise, in name, and in honor. God is making me high above all the... Tell our children that when they are going to school. So that they will come home with first positions. And the church said, Amen. Nobody should be last. Nicholas will be a school. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And those of you who are growing to don't be saying that you know, I do share thing. I do share thing. Now, what can you say? Stop all those things. Believe in what God has made you. Praise God. Yes. I believe by the sarcasm, I had this tension. I don't know what special thing I did actually. At the point, I gave up. But by the grace of God, a peculiar people must be above all. <laughs> Praise God. God's people are not ordinary people. Say, I'm not ordinary. They were never meant to be. Deuteronomy 10.15 They were never meant to be. Put it in your mind. They were never meant to be. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 15 Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them and he chose their seed after them, even you, above all people, as it is this day. They were never meant to be ordinary. They are special breed of people. That does not make them, listen, superior to others, because that would be pride. But they are not inferior to anyone. 
inferior to none so his peculiar people what does it do it gives us a sense of specialty it gives us a sense of royalty yes but some people they call themselves royal especially this part of our world and we we bought the same car with them <laughs> we joined the same key with them i don't understand what kind of royal even the lands that they say they have at a point they lose all the lands that is not royal because there are proper royal families around and by the way we belong to royal proper royalty can you say amen we are listen we are the crown jewels of almighty god we are his jewels crown jewels we are not common men we have the royal blood of the son of god running through our veins when i wrote that statement i asked myself how and i realized in romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 17 we have royalty in our blood romans 8 16 17. the spirit itself himself rather bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god go ahead and if children if children these apostles they knew deductive logic don't just read the bible as if you don't think or they were not thinking this is deduction if children and hairs hairs of god and joint hairs with christ how many things does christ have all things for from him are all things and to him are all things if be that we suffer with him that one it is cocoa when you bring suffering you intensify you brighten my glory that's all it does but we have royal blood of the sun running through it we share everything he has we are peculiar people in both a spiritual and moral sense note it down don't be an ignorant christian i'm peculiar peculiar because you have iphone those things think scriptural we are peculiar in a spiritual and moral sense not a stinking morality how are you then uh, uh, peculiar hmm? that shall not commit adultery but that is your uh, champion league you are not peculiar in that sense no so our peculiarity is in a spiritual and moral sense amen we have been taken out of darkness we have become the elect of god we have been set apart for holy purposes second timothy 1 9 we are for good works ephesians 2 10 we are zealous of good works that is peculiar titus 2 14 we are not a sort of language people just dragging in life when god has constituted a special language you see you can't you can't carry yourself no that's not how a christian lives you live with zest with with passion you are you are happy to be alive what a day to be alive you get up and you are bouncing you are peculiar i'm special of all the heads of people but i see and i live with a holy energy to prove that 
they act bold peculiar christians of this kind you see taken out of the masses elect of god chosen for his holy purposes for good works zealous of good works they should act bold they should be enterprising they should not think cheap thoughts of themselves that's christianity they must raise the bar of their thoughts to the unique place god has placed them say amen listen your last card to do well is this one your last card one 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 found one team. The, the, the best you can do is, oh, Lord Jesus, come for me. Which is a very poor state. You know, it, it is just, you have resigned yourself. You are, you are not living enterprising. So I'm saying, this is the best God can do. He has done it. Leave it with flying colors. Leave it with what? You are peculiar. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Don't let people tell you that, you know, uh, look at where we are coming from. Where are we coming from? You know what happened to your uncle? You know what happened to your auntie? I'm not them. I am peculiar. Amen. Peculiar 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 even you meet some other christians and they are like you know hey be peculiar challenge them praise god it's a good thing to do that's how david confronted and defeated goliath i've told you at that time israel led by king saul were acting like they are not a special people that's how they were acting they were cringing they were shaking they were quaking in their boots and of course that could be said of them because they had requested for a king like the rest of the nations. They had compromised their uniqueness. They went to Saul who was leading them was a compromised king. They went to they went to uh, someone say, "Give us a king like the other nations." Listen, anytime you want to be like them, you are no more peculiar. Like them in your manners, like them in your dressing like them in anything like them listen when it comes to your marriage don't give us pressure don't be coming for counseling i think you should leave reverend alone those of you who come and say that they say i should bring snap why are you coming to me are we not reading the same bible come on look up here are we not reading the same bible don't come for counseling on that matter we can't counsel you act bold you understand Yes, and I keep telling people, if you bow, you have rolled the carpet. They will, that is how they will be. The, when the funeral comes, you will do it. You did it for the first time. It is called precedence in law. If you allow something, it can be in operation. Enforce your peculiarity. Let it work. Yes. Amen. Not like them. Oh, be Oh, of our Oh, Katki's crowd, Katki's crowd, oh, 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 o
My friend, I'm a Christian. I'm not a catechist. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Look, First Kings chapter 8. Put it there. Let me show you. Don't, don't drop the bar. Leave with flying colors. Peculiar. First Kings 8, 4 and 5. That is Christianity. And that is how we let forth the fragrance of his influence. First Kings chapter 8, 4 and 5. First Kings 8. 4. First Kings. First Samuel, rather. It's not Kings. I hope it is the right passage. Then the, all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and to Ramah. Right? Go on. Five. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. You see, all these are just waste of words. There's something in their hearts. Instead of them to go straight, they are just talking nonsense. Now make us a king to judge us like that's the problem. May we never be like others. Say amen. That's it. It happens to the ten spies too. Alright? They lost their peculiarity. Only Caleb and Joshua felt they were special. Somehow, the special are always in the minority. Don't be shy of it. It's okay. Even in the church. Being peculiar has its own set. Don't forget. Has its own set of thoughts and words. Peculiar therefore thinks differently and speaks differently. And peculiar acts differently. Or else it is not peculiar. And finally, his preserved pasture. God preserves us from the heat and the withering storms of life. Psalm 1 to 1. And that's, that gives us a sense of security. It gives us a sense of what? Yes. This purchase possession gives us a sense of identity. Peculiar people give us a sense of specialty and royalty. Preserve pasture. It gives us a sense of security. Preserve. First uh, Samuel, Psalm 1 to 1. Psalm 1 to 1. Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. All the way to verse 8. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Verse 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keep thee will not slumber. Somebody say, I have security. Amen. Look, when something happens, that is, come here. Verse 4. Behold, he that keeps Israel, put your name there, shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Who is thy keeper? Verse 6. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. From how many evil? He shall preserve thy soul. Amen. From evil spiritually, from evil physically, from evil morally. Amen. All brothers here, look at me. The Lord shall preserve you. No Jezebel will end your life. Amen. The Lord will preserve you. 
Don't fear. God will preserve you. And sisters, the Lord will preserve you. Yes. The problem of brothers, you see, is the last of this world, the last of the flesh. The problem of sisters is the curse. I'm telling you. They care about who to marry. Yes. When a brother says he wants to marry, it's not really a care. It's the last that is working. <laughs> Once it is fulfilled, it's not just working about. Yes. But <laughs> the sister, it is not, it is, it is a capital care. Yes. What is last to the brother is a care to the sister. He cares about it, gets emaciated, lose appetite, thinking, having headache, which cannot be solved with paracetamol. <laughs> Many are the afflictions of sisters, but the Lord delivered them from them all. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, listen, in all this, don't be afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. Look, if I tell you, don't give me A plus when it comes to marriage. It's like, as for you, dear. There was nothing like that. By the time God made me a pastor of this church, and all these girls came, and God is my witness, marriage never crossed my mind. I was lost in what I was doing. Until one day. You see, that is not what you are thinking. Somebody, somebody come and say, you, you have to be serious. Yes. I was not seeing anybody and anything. It wasn't easy. People were giving tithes and giving testimonies in the church. But when you give, I just say praise the Lord. I mean, I don't see anything. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. When you come and you come, you have come. But the same God who helped me, I want you to know he will help you. He will help you. As I'm standing here, I've gone through temptations. Yeah. I'm a shock to the devil. And I'm happy. If there is anything I don't fear, it is evil. I don't fear. I've been through it. The valley of the... I've been through fears. I've been through doubts. I've been through lusts. I've been through anything you can think about. Yes. Because sometimes that is how God puts you in front of people to lead them. And I have also seen that nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I want to tell any brother here who is, who is, who is the weakest. Listen, there is almighty power to bear you up. Just be willing. Be weak, but be willing. Be weak, but be willing. And you will get safely to, show, to, to Canaan shore. You will be there. When the saints go marching in, you will what? You will be there. Hallelujah. Don't say God should kill you. You won't die. We need you alive. You know, sometimes, oh God, kill me. If this is it, then kill me. Let me die. I'm not better than my fathers. Yes. We, you will still be alive. Have you seen that any time you pray that prayer, you open your eyes, you are still around. Yes. You will be around. I'm telling you. Allow God's power to work.
God wants to display his power whilst we are alive. Leave his power in death for resurrection, not to kill you. Amen. We are not a pasture to be consumed. Get it? We are a pasture to be preserved. To be preserved. Pasture is a ensign sign. And it can easily be consumed. But when God says we are his pasture, it is something he feeds on for his pleasure. God feeds on us. He, he, he takes pleasure in us. In fact, Psalm 79, verse 19. Repeatedly, we are called the pastor of the Lord. For emphasis, Psalm 79, verse 11. Psalm 79, 11. Let the sign of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve those that are appointed to die. Now verse 13. They were appointed to die. But look at what happened. 13. So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Praise God. That was what I was doing a few moments ago. I was showing his praises. I was showing his praises. I will show in his praises. And you will show his praises. Amen. Yes. You will show his praises. You will be the, the, a saint. A model saint. That God will use to inspire next generations. Let me have a good amen. Psalm 95 verse 6. 95 verse 6. Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh, 6. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Seven. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. And the sheep of his hand. Jeremiah 23 verse 1. Jeremiah 23. The verse number 1. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. That is why pastors which not work against God's dream of preserving his people. It, it, it is not a good thing. Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of his pasture. So, we are the, 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 the sheep of his pasture or the people of his pasture. Ezekiel 34, 30 and 31. Ezekiel 34, the verse number 30 and 31. That shall they know that I, the Lord their God, am with them and that they, even the house of Israel, are my people, saith the Lord God. They are my people. I like that. They are my people. God brags on us. My people. And ye, my flock. The flock of my pasture. Amen. And I'm your God, saith the Lord God. So, this pasture is not meant to be consumed. We are meant to be preserved. The sun shall not consume you. Shall not smite you. It, is, it speaks of the heat of life. How many of you know there is heat in life? Abrabomu, heat womb. How many of you? Yes, I'm not talking about temperature in your room. You put on fan. There is heat. You understand? Yes, but it will not consume you. You will only live to see the faithfulness of God. 
Amen. Anytime it is your birthday, don't just say happy birthday. Say great is thy faithfulness. For God has kept you. God has preserved you. Amen. He preserves us. Get that straight into your mind. And be confident about this very thing. Be confident. Don't think perhaps you will fail along the line. I've used my life as an example. Don't think that you fail along the line. I have not failed. And I will not fail. I'm not going to fail. I'm not thinking of failing. There's no plan of failing. There's no plan B. Listen, you may feel like failing, but it is not like that. It is not like that. The feeling you have, it is not like that. In God's mind, and you need to be persuaded of that, don't allow needless fear to seize your life. Don't allow worry and cares to wear you out, sisters, I've told you. Be solid in your saintly convictions that you have eternal security. Be solid. It is God who kept Joseph in the trenches. He kept him in Potiphar's house. He kept him in the prison. And he kept him until his, his parents, his, his family came back to him. At all points of oddities, God shall keep you. God will keep you. Hallelujah. Look at me. I know you have beautiful faces, but you also have beautiful problems. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. It's good. You can't reject sister, brother, this. But there are how many of you have issues? Oh, yes. You have issues. You have issues. Even you, you now, you are an issue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But listen, the Lord shall preserve you. Be doubly sure of that. Walk in absolute confidence of God's preserving power for your joy. Walk in absolute confidence. What I see is that we come to church, we listen to God, but our actions will go the opposite. But all the time, God is trying to say, you know what? Leave it. Live like it. Talk like it. Think like it. Walk like it. Don't live in any sense of justified trepidations. What did I say? Who justifies certain worries? Your friend with justified trepidations. Yes. Uh, justified. Now we'll worry. Don't do that. Throw them away. Be confident. Listen. I see a spiritual plate in my hand. Everybody, God is saying, come and drop your case inside. Hallelujah. Drop your case inside. Drop it. Are you here? If you have to come to the back office for us to talk, come, we will talk. I didn't know now Uncle Baby. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. Don't hide. Don't be like Gideon. Come, let's let's talk about it. Pastor, this is the issue. Pastor, I'm afraid. What are you afraid about? I'm afraid. Maybe I'm afraid I may not marry. If there's anybody who will not marry in this church, God will let me know because we need missionaries. <laughs> Very quick. 
I would have known first. But, but it's not like that. <laughs> I listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, listen. I'm very serious. I said, if, if I'm available, come. Just give me a call. I'll come to the office. I'll put you in air condition, both of us. I may even serve you a drink so that we can talk. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Don't become the cause of the drink. <laughs> Some of you over far more no more. Now listen. The next one. So come. The next one, I may I may call you because I can see that you are worried. How many of you know that worry has a face? Yes. Like we have funny face, we have worry face. <laughs> Then, this one I want her to do for herself. When you see that somebody's worried, you get that right and carry him and bring him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Carry the person. Say, you don't call pastor. <laughs> Who a problem? You don't call. When you bring him to my office and just push him there. <laughs> because, listen, at the end of the day, I am saying, by God's grace, some of us, we've been through death, we've been through pain, we've been through whatever. But here in the grace of God we stand. You too, you will stand. I said you will stand. Therefore, drop every sense of justified trepidation. And don't complicate your life with so many conditions. If I do this, then God will preserve me. Drop it. It's another trick. Let his love sweep you off your feet. He will hold you fast. Don't leave your security to your prayer. Pray, but don't think that is what will preserve you. Don't leave your security to your seed sowing. If you don't have money, so what will happen? No. He told us he will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. But remove every condition and let God, he is the preserver of our soul. He says, I am the Lord thy God, Malachi 3.6, that change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. It is on me. It is not on you. Sons of Jacob, you did not pray. You did not fast. No problem. That, these are variables. Because you may not have a constant prayer life all your life. But there is a constant in the equation of redemption. I change not. Everything you can do is like a zero. When it comes to the one, then it has value to it. And because of that you can be safe and secured in the fact that I'm going to preserve you. The Lord will preserve you. Be on your feet. He'll preserve you. Come to the keyboard. Let's sing the song and be, and, and be happy and be edified and go. He will hold me fast. Hallelujah. Anybody here who has been tempted, turbulent temptations, God will hold you fast. Worry and anxiety. Yes. Worry and anxiety. I, I, I don't work with you, but I know your pocket. Yes. The, the offering informs me about your pocket. You understand? 
but God will take care of you. Glory to Jesus. He will hold you fast. He will hold me fast. Sing it. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. Can it have a sustain or loud? Hold me fast. Everybody. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. Yes, he will hold me fast. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter will prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never, I could never keep my hope. Perpetual, come for my cancer. For my love is often cold. He must hold. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. Come on. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. Those he saves, I delight. Those he saves, I his Christ will hold me fast. Precious is for He will not let my soul be lost. He will not my soul be lost. His promises, his promises shall last. Bought by him as such a cause. He will hold. Let's sing the last stanza. For my life he bled. For my life he bled and died. Think about the West. Christ will hold me fast. Justice has been Rage with him to endless life. He will hold me fast. When he comes alive, when he comes alive, oh, he will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. Yeah, for my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. Now, have you seen this thing? It doesn't have spine. Very weak. It's a symbol of weakness. 
If it falls, just crumble. But when Christ takes a hold of you, he can dangle you in front of the face of the devil, Satan himself. And they can never pluck you out of his hands. The weakest trembling soul, he can never, never be blocked from his hands. Never. It's, it's where you are that matters. No, not necessarily what you are. I am weak. I am this. I am that. In the Savior's hands, you are secure. You will live the Christian life with flying colors on earth. And when the king shall appear, you shall appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. I want to sing this song over you. I hope you can help us. Be not dismayed, whatever be tight. Lift your hands, everybody. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Through every day. All the way He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Be not dismayed, whatever be time. God will take care of you. Be neither swings. Of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day, all the way. He will take care of you. Yeah, God will take care of you. Come, I want to lay hands on people. Listen, you will, you will win in life. Every loss of your life is like a coin. It will be picked by the power of grace and it will be a win. Hallelujah. Real quick, that is how we are ending the service. In the name of Jesus. The Lord preserve you. God preserve you. In Jesus' name. Rev, stand by here. You lay hands on them, and then I will lay hands on them. In the name of Jesus. Come quickly. In the name of Jesus. The Lord preserve you. Just proclaim about them. The Lord preserve you. The Lord keep you. You will not be bent by afflictions. You will not be bent by troubles. Oh yes, it is just for a moment. Glory is your portion. You are you are like the bush that was burning in the fire, yet it was not consumed. It is the mystery of God's people. It's a pastor that cannot be consumed. That is what God showed unto Moses quickly in the name of Jesus. The Lord preserve you. The Lord preserve you. You will do well. Your best days are ahead of you. I prophesy. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days ahead of you. Your best days ahead of you. 
I see transfiguration of faces. I see faces changing. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Bands are being healed. Wounds are being healed. The Lord will preserve you. The Lord that God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. He will deliver. He will rejoice over you with singing. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed shall you be when you come in. There's nothing like a curse. There is nothing like retrogression. Yes, you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, you are an arrow shot to a blessing. Yes, nothing told you is a lie. Oh, yes, God has set you on high. You are above all people. You will never be beneath. You are a purchased possession. You are peculiar people. You are a preserved pasture. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The God of peace shall pure Satan under your feet shortly. Hallelujah. But I thank you for everyone here. Amen. Everyone here receive a car in the next few years ahead of us. Those of us with cars, change cars in Jesus' name. You will not worry about when you come to church. You will sit in your car and drive and go home safely. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.